You're listening to Positively Anti-Inflammatory, the show for people just like you who want to keep inflammation down and your spirits up. I'm your host, Alyssa Abrahamson, functional nutritional therapist and wellness coach. Today and every Wednesday, I'm here to be your coach and your guide as I offer insightful ways for you to lead a positively anti-inflammatory life. Hello and welcome to episode 72. Today, I am introducing you to a beautiful soul who has been an important part of my spiritual path and healing journey the past few years, Selena Lael. I've mentioned her before on the podcast, and now you get to meet her and experience her too. Selena Lael is a transformational coach and has been passionately serving others through one-on-one sessions, retreats, and workshops for over 15 years. Selena says she is ever grateful to her teachers and the wisdom traditions she has been immersed in since birth, and that it is her joy to serve others in transformation, joy, and freedom, to go beyond the limited mind and emotions and access the power of life that awaits each and every one. Selena also holds certifications in yoga, yoga nidra, life coaching, and more. So I'm really excited to share this meaningful and fun conversation I had with Selena. I know you're going to really just connect with her love and energy and find inspiration from our conversation. Welcome to the podcast, Selena. I'm so So, so happy and grateful that you're here. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm so grateful to be here also. So I've mentioned on my podcast before that I was, uh, had been in touch with you and that you were going to be on an upcoming episode. So here we are today together with everyone. So Mm -hmm. this is going to be so meaningful and just such a treat So, um, before we dive in and get into our conversation, I wanted to share my experience with you because you have been completely, you've been, uh, just instrumental in my healing journey. And, you know, before we started recording, I, we, we talked about, I realized I'd found you in 2019 because I was wondering it was 2020, 2019 on insight timer. And I started listening to your guided meditations and I don't know how I found you, but thank God I did because I, for me, you know, when people talk about meditation, I don't really know so much about that. I mean, and there's so much, like so much going on with meditation, but what really works for me and resonates with me is guided meditations. And there's so many meditations out there and what you offer and what you bring through your live teachings and your guided recorded guided meditations that everyone can listen to. There is so much authentic love and support and gentleness and kindness that is so supportive and healing. I just want to thank you so much. (laughs) And then 2020 hit, you know, and you started doing live meditation sessions and also talks on Insight Timer. And I started joining those. And I know that you all, I haven't joined your yoga classes. You also do online like yoga. You can tell us more about that, but 
So in, you know, 2020, 2021 into 2022, forever more, as long as you're offering them, I will be there when I'm able. And those have been incredibly healing and transformative to see you live and be with other people who are on this app and have this collective energy of connection and healing and just, I don't know, supportive vibrations in our own different healing journeys that are all interconnected. So I just want to thank you for being alive and being in my life. And it's so awesome <laughs> to connect with you uh, here. And just, uh, just to have you on my podcast, Positively Anti-Inflammatory is means so much to me. And thank you. So yay, you, Selena Leal. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm so grateful again, just to be, to be here with you. As I was saying a moment ago, it's really a treat for me to get to, to be with you in this way, because normally, you know, I get to interact with you from a chat. So <laughs> to actually get to hear your voice and be with you in this way is really special. And I love that I'm getting to be with your community as well. So thank you thank so much you. for having me here. Thank you. So I do want to, um, I'm going to just, uh, have a couple of questions. Um, cause I do want to hear about how you came to, you know, your healing journey and, and how you came to where you're at today and what you offer and do in the world. But our conversation is probably going to go different. Who knows what's going to happen? But so one of one of I mean, I love all of your meditations that are insight, insight timer. But the one that I go back to so often before I go to sleep is just as you are. And I can literally start crying right now thinking about it. There is something about you and your voice and your energy that is so um, just needed. <laughs> and mm. this idea of being just as you are is like on the one hand, so simple, but on the other hand, super profound. And in my life and in my podcast and how I work with clients, you know, there's all about like growth and change and, you know, evolving. And that's just kind of like who I am and how I've always been in my entire life. You know, since I was a teenager, like spiritually seeking and wanting to grow personally and professionally and all this, but then there's this also this idea of like being just as you are. It's like, whoa. <laughs> so I want to talk about that. So you, but I also want to hear a little bit about your story and what you'd like to share about you and what you brought to, you know, like what led you to where you are here today. Beautiful. Well, I'll, I'll just briefly touch on the just as you are meditation first. Okay. So that meditation was created for one of our community members on Insight Timer who reached out and, and we started to develop a relationship uh, where, you know, he just felt safe and comfortable opening up about things that were going on for him. And he was very feeling very challenged, having difficulty sleeping. And it was very clear that he was really holding on to a lot of self-judgment self-doubt, unforgiveness toward himself. So the meditation was created with this intention of how to guide us into deep relaxation and then to hold us in this loving space of, it's okay. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to be a messy human being. And what so many of us are doing is resisting that. 
You know, I mean, it's awesome. It's awesome to be in a mindset of growth and evolution and passion and taking actions and making decisions. All of this is fantastic. However, so many of us meet that way of life from a place of striving, efforting, and living in belief systems that there's something wrong with us. Right. And that's right. why we have to grow and change. Oh, there's something wrong with me. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. I'm not attractive enough. I'm not successful enough. So I have to be better, you know, and that's the driving force. Mm-hmm. And that becomes exhausting, overwhelming. It's easier to fall into anxiety, depression, isolation, uh, so many of these experiences. So just as you are, this is is this you know this umbrella for how can we learn to accept ourselves as we are and from that place of acceptance find inspiration motivation and so on mm-hmm. to grow and change and live the amazing lives that are available to us when we shift our mindset and take actions in accordance with that but it really does start with this acceptance. And I was actually, uh, two days ago, I was on a global address with my beloved spiritual teacher, Saima, over for 20 years. And uh, someone asked a question. It was either, uh, it was either something like, you know, how to be free from suffering or how to be enlightened. It was kind of like a straightforward question like that. And Saima's response was self-acceptance. And it it rang so true for me, and it, partially because I've been studying this I'm off for so long, so it's it's in my awareness to think in this way. But through my personal experience, I've been through so many painful experiences where I recognized that the depth of the pain or the suffering I was feeling was because of my own inner dialogue or inner monologue. It was because of my lack of self-acceptance that I was in the turmoil. It wasn't because of the challenge I was facing. It wasn't because I was feeling afraid of how something might turn out. It was actually because of how I was interacting with myself that was causing so much pain. And when I really started to be able to work with that more, which is still an ongoing process, by the way, (laughs) an ongoing learning, um, I would notice that even if the quote unquote problem wasn't solved or challenge wasn't resolved, that I would feel a lightness of being, even a freedom from the suffering when I was able to accept myself and be loving with myself. I love it. It's like, we're so on the same page. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then can you, I would love to hear about your, whatever, like part of your life's journey that you know, kind of led you, your experiences that to led you to be doing what you're doing? Uh, well, before I go into a little bit of backstory, I'll first share a, a funny, a little funny side note here. So along with uh, leading meditations and retreats and workshops and lectures, I also offer one-on-one coaching. And some at some point, someone asked me, you know, so how did you get into coaching? <laughs> and my response was, well, you know, I offered so much unsolicited advice for so long, I decided to turn it into a profession. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's my joke there. I love I mean, it. There's some that's, truth to it, right? Yeah. 
Uh, So my mind thinks in that way, my heart feels in that way to want to offer support or listening or solutions. Um, So it was natural to kind of go into that. Yeah. Maybe you can relate to that a little bit. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. In your own way. Yeah. 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 So um, I was raised, you know, many of many, many who know me out in the world uh, know me through the guided meditations I offer. I was raised meditating. So I grew up in a family of yogis, you could say. Uh, My parents were meditating and practicing yoga many years before I was born. And um, they were these little hippie kids that met in the San Francisco Bay Area. They met at some meditation event and it wasn't love at first sight, but at some point, many years later, they got married. And so they had this foundation and that's what I was raised with. So at five years old, I was initiated into transcendental meditation. Um, Fortunately, they don't try to have us meditate before them because I don't think I could have meditated before the age of five. And it wasn't even until I was 14 that I really took meditation on as something of my own rather than you should meditate or it's time to meditate, right? Um, So at 14, I began meditating regularly, twice a day. And I had this regular meditation practice like this every day, no matter how late I was staying up partying with my teenage friends or anything I was doing, I always meditated. And, um, and so this was part of my life. And what I does was, that mean? I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt, but I'm curious what, no. when you were 14, what, what did that mean? What do you mean you meditated twice a day? What did that look yeah. like? What was that well, experience? The reason I like to bring up the, you know, the out partying with my friends is because I think it's really easy to put people on a pedestal who've been meditating for a long time. Or if someone is out in the world sharing wisdom teachings that they must have had some perfect life or they must be perfect in some way or pure in some way. And um, I find that for many of us, it's quite the opposite. We've had a depth of experience in our lives uh, that has allowed us to be where we are today, whether that's pain, trauma, uh, life experiences, making many mistakes, staying up way too late, putting way too many things in our bodies that don't belong there. You know, this whole journey of self-exploration was my journey. And even inside of all of that exploration and curiosity about life and who I was and all of these aspects of what it is to live in the morning, I would start my day meditating for 20 minutes, wake up, brush my teeth, wash my face, sit down, meditate. Sometime in the afternoon or early evening, I would make time, sit and meditate. And transcendental meditation is a specific type of meditation where you're given a mantra Mm -hmm. or this sacred or um, powerful sound uh, that you repeat gently over and over. And they're sometimes they build. So they're different, uh, no need to get into all of that, but sometimes there are many mantras that one is repeating in their transcendental meditation technique. So I would make time for this twice a day, every day. And I I think I really, no matter how wild my life was, I really made this time. It was a discipline that I built in uh, from a young age. What was it giving you and what does it give you? Uh, It's such an important question, right? Rather than it just sounding like some nice thing to do. I remember um, there was specifically one time my friends, I, I was 17 and we were getting ready to go to, you know, some all night 
dancing, going wild kind of thing. And I knew that I had to meditate, even if it was only for 10 minutes, that I had to make time to meditate before my friends came and picked me up. And it was because meditation gave me a sense of inner calm. I felt more at peace. I felt more grounded in myself rather than anxious. Um, There was just this wave of ease that would move through me in the process of meditation. And I would find, because it was such a rare occurrence that I didn't meditate, that I missed a meditation, you could say, if I didn't meditate, I found that I felt so different. I felt more mentally agitated. I felt uh, physically agitated. I felt more anxious. I didn't feel as grounded or as centered within myself. So it was very clear from the beginning that taking this time to meditate gave me some profound sense of inner calm and wellness that I didn't have otherwise. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean that it wasn't within me. It's not like meditation made something miraculously happen with me when, within me. Meditation brought me into this space inside of myself where I could feel that ease of being. So were you teaching your friends to meditate or were you, were you just the, their meditation friend? <laughs> no, because I was raised in a very interesting place. Uh, many families moved. I know you are in New York. We were based in California when I was an infant and many families from all over the country and in even parts of the world moved to this tiny little town in Iowa where this meditation community was starting They started a school K through 12 that integrated meditation and yogic principles, integrated with academia. They had a college, a university that is still there, MIU, the Maharishi International University. So I grew up in this town and it was a very interesting place. It still is because there was the community of uh, Iowans, namely farmers and small business owners that lived there before all of these wild hippies moved into their small (laughs) town. So it was quite a place to grow up. I won't explore that today, but it was pretty intense in some ways. Um, So I grew up with many people in my environment also meditating. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. And there was like this feud. It was the townies and the ruse. That was short for guru, which was the derogatory term for the meditators. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. Fortunately, some integration eventually happened, but uh, yeah, there was like this clear divide. Was it like who can meditate more for longer? (laughs) No, it was like the people who weren't part of the meditating community uh, felt that the people who were meditators were devil worshipers and this whole kind of mindset. That is so fascinating. Oh my gosh. Okay. So that's been, you know, since you were very five years old, I mean, that's, that's like such a unique upbringing compared to the, I think the average, you know, American, (laughs) you know, I mean, wow. Okay. That's amazing. And so what you said is like that you were kind of, you came to what you're doing now through just, this is who you are. And it just, let me just turn it around and then actually start making, doing it right. Like, like officially professionally, right. It it wasn't such a clear decision. It was a mid year development. When I was 18, I met my teacher. 
uh, my teacher, Her Holiness Saima. Uh, and when I met Saima, I remember I was, uh, you know, my my precious mom said for her birthday, she was saying, for my birthday, I want to pay for you to come on this weekend retreat with this spiritual teacher. Um, so I did. And I remember I just had these tears pouring down my cheeks. And I grew up in a very loving family, dysfunctional, but very loving, very affectionate. And I remember having this awareness of, wow, the love that I'm feeling in the presence of this woman or this teacher is unlike love that I knew before. Something's happening in my heart. And that's what drew me back to studying with Saima over and over. And and Saima also offers just such a profound weaving of Eastern wisdom, ancient wisdom with Western, um, Western knowledge, you know, neuroscience, meditation, an understanding of ourselves and our health and esoteric knowledge about our subtle bodies or these energetic systems within the physical body, such a well, a well-rounded is just, it's not even, doesn't even do any justice to the profundity of the teachings Saima offers. Wow. And really the heart of the teachings, it's all about love, oneness, compassion, there's also a lot about empowerment and passion and, you know, setting clear boundaries and really empowering ourselves. But the, really the heart of the teachings are that we are one. If someone hurts you, remember, I used to listen to this audio on repeat all the time. I was 21 and the audio uh, is called the nobility of women. And it was by Saima, my teacher. And there was this part where Saima was saying, beloveds, if someone if someone hurts you, it is just out of ignorance. They didn't know. And I remember it was not always the easiest thing to understand. And some, some may be familiar with, I think it's a biblical teaching, forgive them father, for they know not what they do. And there are two ways that I look at this uh, in this context of the teaching that Ma offered, you know, for, you know, they don't know they're ignorant. If, if they knew, if they knew they wouldn't hurt you. And so one is, this idea that if we were not in the ignorance of recognizing how much we hurt when we hurt others, we wouldn't hurt other people. If we are in so much pain that we choose to hurt another person, we are perpetuating that pain within us. It is only out of ignorance that we would choose to hurt another. And then if you want to take that further into maybe a more profound kind of spiritual idea here, it's that we are one. We are one. We are all intimately, deeply connected. Even if you never meet someone, we are in a same quantum field of energy. And if we recognized our oneness, we would never hurt each other. Wow. Yeah. So I'm thinking about what you said in terms of how that meditation came about the just as you are, but I also, and you're just sharing like how you came to do what you do, like how did you then start recording and creating guided meditations? Yeah, we're still working our way toward the answer to that question, aren't we? (laughs) Well, no, I want to just know what I wanted to, you know, whatever you want to share, I want to hear, yeah, we yeah. Wanna, you know, <laughs> yes, I'm more than happy to answer it. I guess there's just, I, I'm kind of, I guess, oh, yeah, naturally, 
in my sharing, we're going through the process of how I got there. Right. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so from the time that I was young, I was very intuitive. Uh, I remember I would know things about people that there was no way I could know. And I used to even play this game with my friends. I don't remember what I would call it. Like, a. I don't remember what I would call it, but it was basically like a game where they would use me as a psychic and they would say, tell me about this person or about this thing that I could not know about. And I would answer for them and they would be like, whoa. And I would be like, whoa. So from a young age, I had this deep love, this deep caring love. I remember my poor mother, I used to give away her nice things. (laughs) <laughs> someone, would, someone would come to our house and they would say, oh, that's such a beautiful, you know, crystal in your front yard. And I'd say, oh, you want it? My mommy won't mind. Or my friends would come over and I'd go into her nice china cabinet that was filled with all of these beautiful, special trinkets to her, you know, things from, you know, shells to crystals to stones. And I would go in there and I'd, oh, you want this? My mommy won't mind. You know, I was just had a very giving nature, as I think many children do. So I had this giving nature, this loving nature, which I do believe is is the nature within each and every one of us without exception. And I also had this propensity to to share knowledge and wisdom, you know, like this, this game of tell me things that you couldn't know, you know? So I had this buildup from my whole life of being a giver and a desire to to help, a desire to love, a deep calling to love others, uh, a deep calling to be able to sit with others in their pain. And for a long time, I, I didn't have, you know, the best way of doing that. I would sit with others in their pain, tell them I love them, stroke their head and give them advice. You know, so many of us don't need that. That's part of, you know, this meditation, just as you are and this this really, this body of teaching, just as you are, that is, how do we sit with each other? How do we sit with ourselves? And rather than trying to fix ourselves, change ourselves, give advice, fix someone's problem, so to speak, how do we just sit with each other in loving kindness? So I uh, I was a massage therapist for a long time. And inside of that, I was also, I kind of was naturally coaching many of my clients. Sometimes people would come for a massage and the massage wouldn't happen. We'd sit there and do coaching the entire time. And so it was just clear that this was a big part of what fulfilled my soul was to see others feel freedom, to feel loving with themselves, to be more accepting with themselves, to access their own inner wisdom, to feel loved. And that is, that is a big part of what Saima's, Saima's global mission is, a global enlightenment, to uplift all of humanity. And so I was already inside of this body of work in my late teens and 20s, where so many of the teachings I was exposed to were about loving, loving and serving and loving and serving and loving and serving. So it just naturally evolved into that. I went from offering more body work and healing work and energy work to transitioning more and more into um, having confidence in what I have to offer. What I because for a long time, you know, there was there's so much stigma around offering more esoteric teachings or offerings, and so 
um, it was definitely something that I started out with working with people um, in more of a spiritual context. And then it evolved through my education and teachings and life experience to be able to hold all realms, not just the spiritual realms, but really work with people in their practical lives and their, you know, their outer experience of life. And, and I, I will say though, that it always comes back to the inner world. Even if I work with someone where we never speak about spirituality, it always comes back to their relationship with themselves. I hear you. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's, it's yes. I, I can completely relate not only just my own personal, you know, journey, but also the same when I'm working with clients, it's like, there's it, it like that connection, like in my, my healing journey with myself, I've I have just deepened and developed to this connection relationship to myself. And a lot of the experiences that I have had most recently, I would say the past decade were just dealing with chronic pain. I have rheumatoid arthritis, autoimmune autoimmune disease. Um, And, and so that just, even the, the, you know, all of the kind of like self exploration and you know, like spiritual, like seeking and, you know, like personal growth that I've been working on my whole life. This just kind of took it to a different level when you are like literally in pain every day. And so, you know, I think now I'm kind of jumping around, but it it does, there's so much like, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm in full alignment with like everything that you're saying in terms of I love what you said about, you know, this, this idea of being just as you are and accepting yourself because some people might think that that is just being like complacent or giving up. And I actually have a podcast episode that I talk about that. And that's absolutely not it at all. And it really is what you're talking about. Just, this is who I am. This is what's happening. Like being with yourself, you know, learning about yourself and then allowing yourself you know, and whatever that means. So, you know, it's so funny because then I was like anticipating talking to you and I was, <laughs> I was, you know, thinking like, I just want to ask Selena, like, why does it feel so good when, when I'm listening to your meditation and it says, you know, just be just as you are, like, why do I, um, why is that so healing and comforting and soothing? But then I thought, well, I know that I have the answers within. <laughs> so it's not like, not like you can answer that for me. Um, but I don't know why for, I'm curious for you, like if for you, if you have this, this, this idea for like yourself, what does that mean to you? Like, how does it help you to, to be just as you are? Thanks for sharing that love. Well, I first just want to acknowledge, you know, that, you know, that original just kind of desire to ask the question and say that I think there is a very common reason. Uh, I think it, of course, it can be relative and different for each of us, but I think for many of us, it will be the same answer. If we really go into the heart of why it is that we would feel better hearing someone say it's okay to be just as you are. 
And we can, we can say, okay, well, if it feels relieving for someone to give me permission to be just as I am, what's going on? It's probably the opposite. I'm probably not giving myself permission to just be. I'm constantly pushing myself. Right. I'm constantly putting pressure on myself. I'm constantly striving and efforting to even just do basic things sometimes throughout the day because of this internal world that I've created. And not to beat ourselves up like, oh, I created this internal world and I'm bad. No, no, no. It's just, it's what's been created. And the beauty of creation is it can be decreated, uncreated. So that's that's my simple and sweet answer. The reason it feels so good to have someone give us permission or remind us to just be is because we're not giving ourselves that same graciousness or permission. Thank you. I love it. And I love that you just said, give yourself permission because that's like a a phrase that I'm like literally obsessed with. (laughs) And, and even most recently, this idea of giving ourselves permission to change our minds. Mm. it's like yeah mm-hmm. yeah that 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 but just the giving that word permission and so thank you for giving me permission thank you for giving yourself permission thank you for giving everyone permission just to be just as we are because you know you're right like there is absolutely a lot of me that has been working on that for a long time. That, and then a, a lot of me that is still, you know, you know, the Capricorn <laughs> in me is like striving and like, you know, oh my God, you're a Capricorn too. When's your birthday? January 5th. January 15th. Yay. <laughs> I love it. So yeah. Um, Yeah. So do you, is there just in terms of for you, for just as you are, is that kind of how you resonate with it or is there anything else? Yeah, there is something else. That's great. Thanks for asking that question. Uh, We are not in, in the, first of all, let's consider that beliefs uh, are not absolute truths. Many of us live as our as though our beliefs are absolute truths, but maybe if if our listeners today are open to it, let's consider that our beliefs are not absolute truths, but we live by them as if they are absolute truths. So anything I share ever, I always like to invite, take it or leave it. You know, no one needs to agree with me. We don't have to be on the same page. And sometimes we won't be on the same page because we have different belief systems and life experience. And that's totally okay. My belief and the teachings that I've been exposed to my whole life teach us that we are not the body, we are not the mind, and we are not the emotions. Now, we experience our lives as if this is true. Emotions feel so intense, we relate to them as I am angry, I am sad. But if we start to understand this more deeply, we recognize I am feeling angry. I am feeling sad. I am not sadness. I'm having an experience. Same thing with the mind. We have an experience of thoughts. Now, 
most of us have an experience of our mind and we just immediately relate to it as this is who I am. I'm having this thought about this is the way I think about something in the world, right? And immediately we take it on as an identity. You know, it's it's not okay to treat people this way and this is my identity. And we, we take on these ways of thinking and identify with them so strongly that we actually end up suffering a lot of the time. Because like you said, in a, in a way, we're not give, giving ourselves permission to change our minds. We're holding fast to something. Now, we're not going to get into beliefs and values. And I'm definitely not here to say that we should drop our values or the things that we're passionate about in life. Not at all. I'm just wanting to illustrate that the mind is always changing. Thoughts are always changing. They come and they go. Some studies show that we have 60,000 thoughts in a day. 60,000 different thoughts. How many of those thoughts are not even true? How many of them are absolute nonsense? How many of them are the wild imagination creating fearful scenarios or fantasies that are not even part of our reality? Thoughts come and go. They're not who we are. And some of you listening, and maybe for you, Alyssa, you may have experienced that there are some meditations that take us into an inquiry where if we sit with our experience and we start to watch our thoughts, like our thoughts are a screen in front of us on a movie, a movie screen in front of us. We start to watch the thoughts and then we get curious and we say, well, if I'm able to witness these thoughts, if I can see them on this movie screen in my mind, doesn't that mean that I am not the thoughts? I'm actually the one watching the thoughts. We can do the same thing. We can sit in stillness and become aware of our emotional responses inside. And we can really start to recognize, wow, I'm really feeling all this tension in my chest, or I'm feeling this anger in my belly or this sadness in my throat. Again, yes, we're having an experience and it feels so true. But if we are able to observe the experience doesn't that mean we are the observer and not the experience itself? So inside of giving ourselves permission, there's also this consideration that these are all experiences. The emotions that feel so gripping and painful or intense, they're not who I am. So when I say to give myself permission, I'm giving myself permission to sit with an experience without rejecting it. Because when I reject an experience, although we may not think of it this way, this is really what's happening. When I say, oh, I just don't want to feel angry. I'm going to go exercise. Oh, I don't want to feel sad. I'm going to go eat some ice cream and watch a movie. We're rejecting that experience. And so in a way, it's like we're rejecting part of us in that moment because we're the ones experiencing it. I know that can be a little counterintuitive there, or seem contradictory, but again, we are not the experience, but we are experiencing it. We are the one having the experience. So we, we, are, we are able to recognize, okay, I'm not these thoughts. I am not these emotions. They're temporary. They come and they go. So when I give myself permission to be, I'm saying I'm giving myself permission to have these thoughts without rejecting myself or beating myself up. I'm giving myself permission to have a bad day or to not feel good. 
without beating myself up or telling myself I need to get out of my funk. I'm giving myself permission to be in the experience rather than rejecting myself. I love that. And, but, you know, it just makes me think a lot of people are just scared to have that experience. Mm, You know, (laughs) 100%. And that's why we live in a world full of vices and there's nothing wrong with us. Like we're not here to say like, oh, you should be able to feel all that pain. No way, man. Sometimes it's so intense. You know, I've yeah. been engaged in this work for literally decades and I still have days where I like, I just need to check out. I need to grab a, a some coconut ice cream, you know, and sit down and watch something on Netflix and just like take a break. Sometimes it just feels too much to sit with all the pain. But yeah. that's also why there are so many techniques, including a meditation I have on Insight Timer called the self-soothing practice. Yes that guides us to be able to sit with pain. And, and, you know, as I'm sure you know, and maybe many here, when we have the courage, because it takes courage, it takes a tremendous amount of courage to sit with our pain. When we have the courage to sit with pain, it transforms. Something happens to it. When we really can sit with it without having to tell ourselves all the painful stories that kind of feed the emotion. It becomes a loop, painful thought, painful emotion, painful thought, painful emotion. When we can really just sit with the feelings in our body and breathe, and maybe the thoughts about why we think we're in pain come and go, but we really stay present with the feelings in the body. When we can do that and breathe and just be with ourselves without beating ourselves up or distracting, something happens. Maybe the pain starts to lighten or it dissolves. Sometimes it totally transforms and we feel free. I've even worked with clients for years on physical pain, where if they sit and give themselves permission to feel that physical pain, half of the time, it totally disappears. Yeah. And I say half of the time because it's not always a yeah. sure thing, right? Sometimes yeah. we we just feel pain and it doesn't go away. And right. that's our practice right. to be with ourselves. Right. Wow. There's nothing wrong with us. We aren't doing something wrong or bad if we're in pain. Now, there may be avenues for us to take to feel relief, but we don't need to beat ourselves up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's another, you know, reason why the just as you are just feels I feel so connected is, you know, I'm one of those people that calls myself a recovering perfectionist and, (laughs) you know, um, and, and I mean, I, I, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I truly remember exactly when it was, when I was really, it was the beginning of 2014, when I was really beginning to work on my mindset around not judging myself because I um, had been performing burlesque full-time for several years touring and I was in so much pain and I had to stop. And then I got a a part-time job. And before I was performing burlesque full-time, I was whatever had, you know, big girl day job. So I, and I have a master's degree. And so, but I, I had to get this part-time like admin job that I was incredibly overqualified for, but it was, and I had it for five years actually. And it was so 
perfect for me. I'm so grateful for that job because I was able to walk to work. I could work like they, they, and I could see what my pain was like every day and be in my body walking to work. And it allowed me that flexibility and it helps pay my rent. But it was like, I was judging myself because I was overqualified, but I like had to work through this whole judgment around that because I had made the decision to put myself first, to prioritize myself, my needs, my healing, not knowing what that looked like. Mm. But part of that was taking this job. Do you know what I mean? So it's like all wrapped up. It's like prioritizing Mm. myself. Okay. Made that commitment, taking this job that I was judging myself and learning to work through that. Like, no, Alyssa, this is, you are actually doing the most loving thing you could do for yourself right now. And I'm so grateful for that because it just allowed me to give myself time to change my work on my mindset and my thoughts and my beliefs and shift my lifestyle and sleep more and all of that. And recognize that this part-time job, like there's no need to judge myself that I'm overqualified. You know what I mean? Like this is what I need to be doing right now on my path in life and my healing journey. And this is the most loving, supportive kind of thing I could do for myself. So that was like a huge thing um, for me that just has been just, I think about, you know, from time to time, like, wow, that was really um, significant for me. Yeah. So yeah. And just really, and it's, you know, even back then just thinking about like allowing myself, it was like beginnings of allowing myself to be just as I was in that, like, what does that mean to heal? And just figuring that out on my own, navigating that and just making different changes in my life to support that. And, and, um, and just like really learning to be so nice to myself and, you know, and be kind to myself and and let go of that judgment. So that's, that's been like huge for me. And what I really talk about a lot on the podcast and I work with clients as you do as well, you know, because it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on in our brains. (laughs) Uh, A lot of conditioning, a lot of patterns. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I loved what you shared about taking the admin position and your, your journey of exploring your own self-care and your own needs and kind of releasing maybe the idea of what you thought you should be doing in order to care for yourself. And I wanted to share a brief story that I was actually just thinking of yesterday. So all is in alignment here as usual. Uh, My whole life, I was an artist. I was uh, singing songs, writing songs, playing the guitar. Everywhere I went, I had my book where I would write poetry in it. I mean, I literally took that, like not that one, because there were so many over the years, but I never went anywhere without a book so I could write poetry. I mean, my whole identity was rooted in this idea of being an artist and creating And there was a point, I think it was in my early 20s, where I started to recognize uh, how much I felt a need to be received in my art. Mm -hmm. Like how often I would write songs, not just for the joy and the passion of writing them, but because I wanted people to like them. 
how often I was sharing poetry, not just from the pure space in my soul to share, but because I wanted to be received in a certain way. And as I became aware of this, I recognized, wow, I started to have this inquiry. If I wasn't an artist, who would I be? If I wasn't attached to people needing to like what I created, who would I be? And so I went through this process where I started to let go of creating the art that I had created so much of my life up until that point. And it was, it was a deep journey. I won't go into the whole journey of it, uh, but to really recognize how much of my identity was wound up in the idea of being an artist and how it actually took away some of the joy and the freedom of creating. Wow. And then to have the inquiry, well, if this isn't who I am, then who am I? Because I think so many of us relate to ourselves. We identify with the things we do as being who we are. And then if we can't do them, we feel totally lost or we're judging ourselves or we're wondering what's next. We, so I just love what you shared because it is, it's such a beautiful expression of self-care and self-love to say, what if I'm not these things that I've identified my whole life with? Wow. Who, who do I get to be? Who am I? What do I really need? Maybe I thought I needed things to be a certain way because I identified with myself in a certain way. But what if I got curious and said, what if that's not what I need? What if that's not what I want? What then becomes available to me in my life? Wow. And now when I pick up the guitar or I sing or I write something, it's because I want to. <laughs> wow. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. I want to really think about what you just said and well, the whole conversation. <laughs> I'm so excited to listen to this podcast episode. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. So I just want to be mindful of the time and I, you just offer so much like amazingness and healing to the world. And I, and there's so many ways that people can find you and connect with you and work with you and learn with you and from you and everything. So can you please just, I know you have like a yoga retreat coming up in Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. You've got a lot of amazing opportunities and I want everyone listening to know how they can connect with you. Mm, beautiful. Thank you. Uh, so yes, yoga, meditation, movement, deep soul nourishment retreat in Costa Rica happening October 29th through November 5th of this year, 2022. Yes. So it's, it's, it's awesome. uh, one of my greatest joys to lead retreats at this retreat center. It's just epic. It, it's this beautiful, these beautiful yoga decks that are in the jungle, but overlook the ocean and it's just heaven. Um, and yeah, I lead live sessions, meditation, talks, yoga on two different apps. One is Insight Timer. The other is called Wellness Coach. Mm. And uh, what else? Yeah, how my website. People, oh yeah, you have to, yeah. How can people find yeah, you? My website, uh, it's my name, selinalayel.com. So and I'll put that in, I'll put that into the description so everyone can right. find you and I'll put your your links. Great. Thank you, love. Thank yeah, you. this is so meaningful to um just to to be like in 
like, I know that people like you and I are on zoom so we can see each other. <laughs> um, but just hoping and knowing that everyone is, is like just feeling, you know, your love and my love and this like just supportive, just output of care and goodness into the world. And I'm so grateful for you in my life and in the world. And you have been, you know, I'll, you know, start crying again, just such um, an important critical part of my life over the past two, three years, you've just like helped me so much. And I know that you are helping thousands of people and hopefully everyone listening will, will rush out and (laughs) go connect with you and, and connect with you. So we can all just, you know, continue on with this, um, with just this community of, of healing and support and wellness. Um, and yeah. So I just want to thank you so much for, for taking the time to be on the podcast and connecting with me and everyone listening. And I love you. And I'm so grateful for you. Aww. And I'm looking forward to just to continuing to fall asleep to your beautiful, soothing voice and mm. joining you on your live sessions on Inside Timer. <laughs> mm-hmm. So continue on because I will be there with you. Yeah. I love you. I'm so grateful. And I'm so grateful for everything that you're sharing with the world too. Uh, You're such a beacon of warmth and light and love. And I know that you're serving so many with sharing your experience and your vulnerability and opening openness and um, just the wisdom that you have. So thank you for the light that you are in the world as well. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Take care. You too. All my love. Enjoy everyone. Thank you so much for taking some time for us to be together. I love you. Say hi. If you ever join one of our live classes, let us know where you're connecting from. And uh, thank you again so much for allowing me to be here with your community. All my love. Oh, thank you. Isn't Selena awesome? I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did. And if you are interested in connecting with Selena, please visit her website, selenalayel.com. You can also find her meditations and talks on the free app Insight Timer. I will put her links in the show description. And thank you so much for joining us today and have an amazing week. And until next time, say something nice to yourself, slow down when you eat and say yes to rest. Hey, if what you're hearing resonates with you, I created a free resource just for you. Anti-inflammatory living, the essential guide to get your free copy, head over to guide.thewellnessheadquarters.com. That's guide.thewellnessheadquarters.com to receive your free anti-inflammatory living, the essential guide.